Friday night game for the Hoosiers meant IU fans had a long weekend to think about all the stuff we learned from that win over Indiana State, whether it be Taven Jackson, the running game, or what looks to be potentially a stellar defense. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into this Monday show. Plenty to talk about today, despite it being a bit of a long weekend. We're going to dive into a lot of it. First, though, obviously, you are Locked On Hoosiers, the one and only Daily IU podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Appreciate you guys making us your first listen, wherever that may be from, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube. Subscribe over there. We're going to do live shows throughout football season and into basketball season. So if you guys want to be a part of that, subscribe over there as well. This episode's brought to you by FanDuel, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. So before we dive into IU football, and there's plenty to discuss after a win, it's a lot more to discuss IU football. Obviously, IU basketball had a very big recruiting weekend. Liam McNeely, Derek Queen, Curtis Givens on campus for the Hoosiers in two of those top 10 recruits, all three top 50 recruits. Very important weekend. I'm sure like you guys, I was following along and looking on social media, things like that. Now, having said that, I don't really have updates. And we discussed this previously every day as we'll mention uh, or excuse me, we'll remember there isn't anything really to discuss after these vid- visits. If nobody commits, then ultimately there's nothing to really say. I know what you know, the and that is that they had a visit. We saw some of the stuff they put on social media, and that's it. It doesn't sound like any commitments are coming, not in the short term. These guys are going to have more official visits and things like that. If you got, if you want to see some insight into their visits, each of them on their social media posted videos, so you can take a look at that. But that's about as much insight as I have. You get the coaches speak, you get the the cliche. The visits went well, everything went good, everyone seemed to have a good time. That's what you've read. That's what you've kind of seen. That's about all we can discuss on this one. We know how important of a weekend it was for IU basketball, but it wasn't a weekend that was going to have resolution on Sunday. It was a weekend that sets the table for decisions coming down the road. So we'll see what impact this weekend had, and and we'll know how important it is at a later date. But right now we do not know, and I don't expect there to be updates right now. It doesn't sound like anything is imminent, so... We'll talk a little bit more later this week about who's going to be on campus next weekend, but right now, that's all we have, and I don't anticipate there being much more. Now, let's talk IU football. As I said, a lot more fun to talk IU football after a win. Let's look at a couple things we learned, three things we learned from this win. Number one, Taven Jackson is the quarterback. He is the guy. That was an impressive performance. Obviously, they came into the game. Still in a quarterback battle, but Tom Allen's not going to say it. His action showed it. This this debate, this battle is done. 
Taven is the guy, and it was shown by the fact that Brendan Sorsby did not get an equal amount of snaps to Taven Jackson in this one. And in the first game, it was almost impressive how 50-50 the snaps were. I think one of them had one more snaps than the other. In Friday's game, Taven had the first quarter, Sorsby had the second quarter, and then Sorsby didn't come back out until the game was out of hand. Taven got the ball after that. So I think to me that's pretty definitive who it's going to be. Don't be shocked. I'm recording this Sunday night. Tom Allen's going to speak to the media on Monday, and we'll talk about it on uh, for Tuesday's episode. Don't be shocked if he doesn't name a starter because it's Tom Allen. He will wait as long as possible. Louisville is going to be preparing for Taven Jackson. Whether Tom Allen names Taven Jackson the guy or not on Monday, Taven is the guy. I think what really sealed the deal in this one for him was that the passing performance, how well he threw the ball. Because that was kind of the the knock, so to speak, is that Sorsby has the edge in passing, Taven has the edge in uh, running the option and just running the ball. Taven was incredible throwing the ball. And I spoke about it on the, the post-game episode or the live show. IU did a really good job of getting him in, in rhythm early, couple uh, quick throws, uh, let him kind of establish that IU was going to throw the ball, which I, IU didn't throw the ball against Ohio State. So the fact they came out right away throwing the ball was um, – I think important, even if it was Indiana State, it was important and it allowed Taven to get into a rhythm and that paid off because he finishes 18 of 21 for 236 yards. He didn't throw any touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown, but you will take that every day of the week. And I think that is, if he can throw the ball like that, then the gap there, the gap is a lot bigger. Like it, it was pretty, it was somewhat close. If Taven was going to struggle to throw the ball as he did against Ohio State, if he's not going to struggle like that, the gap there is a gap there. Now, this is something I, I will need to say as for myself, as much as for you guys this week. Last week it was that was a bad performance, but it's Ohio State. It's one of the best teams Indiana's going to face. This week is going to be that was a great performance. That is one of the worst teams. Anyone in Division One is going to play this year. Indiana State is a bad FCS team. And so you have to have that caveat as well. Taven's not going to go 18 for 21 for 236 yards in any other game this season. I feel safe predicting that. But he's going if he can if he can do what he showed on Friday, I'm gonna to want to say Saturday a bunch. On Friday, then it doesn't have to be 18 of 21 for 236 yards. It can be 12 of 21 for 200 yards. As long as you're able to do enough to establish the passing game and keep teams honest, that's going to work. That's going to be fine. And we're, we're going to talk about the running game. IU has an incredible running game. I, I think it's going to be really good this season. But you need to do enough to keep defenses honest. And there were a number of throws Taven made on 
Friday that were incredible. The one he dropped in to Cam Camper that didn't count ultimately, I believe it was Zach Carpenter was an ineligible receiver downfield, was incredible. The one he made for Cam Camper's diving catch was him staying in the pocket, taking a shot, but delivering a, a ball to Camper, who did have to lay out for it, but Taven stayed in the pocket and made the throw. There were a number of other ones. He showed nice touch in the passing game, but you can see a lot of potential there. You can see the guy that was a highly touted recruit that was being groomed to be a starter at Tennessee last season. Every day is way, way back when Taven committed. We'll remember us talking to uh, our college football insider about Taven and how Tennessee was treating him as he was going to be their next quarterback. IU has that now and you can see why Tennessee was, was kind of grooming him to be that guy. So the offense just feels like it has more of a flow with him in there. Maybe it's a matter of his familiarity running the option. Maybe defenses think he's more of a threat to run the ball than they do Soresby. Whatever it may be, IU just looks better. Even in the Ohio State game, I felt like the offense ran more smoothly with Taven in. The stats didn't really back anything up. But it just felt a little bit better with Taven in, and that was certainly the case on Friday. Now, part of the reason the offense looked good is because they were running the ball super effectively, and I want to talk about that. And, again, kind words on the offensive line. We'll do all that here in a moment. Now, time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing. Uh, Much like Taven Jackson himself, Athletic Brewing Company has changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. Here's your stat of the day for Taven. He completed 85.7% of his passes. The third best mark for uh, a player in a single game in IU football history. Minimum of 20 attempts. He's one of only two quarterbacks to complete 80% of his passes minimum 20 attempts in a game. I'll give you a second to think of the other one. If you want to pause it and try to think of it, the other one was Peyton Ramsey who did it twice once in 2019 against UConn once in 2017 against Virginia. So an impressive performance from Taven Uh, athletic brewing company though, has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game, constantly releasing limited edition experimental styles to add to their variety uh, they, there is no hangover, which is the best part about non-alcoholic beers. So first time customers can use code locked on to get 15% off your first online order. That's code L O C K E D O N all one word at checkout for 15% off at athletic brewing company athletic You can see it on YouTube, uh, near beer exclusions and conditions apply athletic brewing company fit for all times. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. 
College football season well underway this year. Locked On is kicking up our coverage. Every Friday, we're going to have college football kickoff live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. They're going to talk playoff implications, rivalry games, in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College football kickoff live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. It's going to be interesting to see if they talk about what's going on at Michigan State. I'm not diving into that. You guys can read about that if you want. It sounds like a bad situation. And I would not be surprised if Mel Tucker never coaches a game again for Michigan State, which is relevant to Indiana because they will play later this season. But certainly not a great look right now, and we'll see how things play out up there. But uh, keep an eye on that because it, it does matter for the Hoosiers and the Big Ten It's not a great look for the Big Ten either. So uh, hope for the best, whatever that is, for Michigan State. Let's talk about the Hoosiers. The run game, again, really, really impressive from the Hoosiers on Friday. I made a note before the Ohio State game about having Tevin Coleman and the the run game of of those times when IU was running for – three, 400 yards and things like that. And I made a remark then about it. It'd be nice if we could ever have that type of run game again, not thinking it was possible. Now I, you again, did it against Indiana state on Friday, but they did it 344 yards on 27 carries. That is, or no, sorry. That was a receiving. It was still 42 carries, 214 yards. That made a lot more sense. I was surprised by how many yards we ran for. Still, five rushing touchdowns on Friday is super impressive, and it shows how far this run game has come, how far this offensive line has come. Let's talk about that offensive line again. My, oh my, what a turnaround they have made. Even last week, you don't even need a caveat that it was Friday State, or uh, Indiana State on Friday. It It looked good, the offensive line against Ohio State. And it wasn't just the running game that they looked good on Friday. They I believe they only gave up one sack and no quarterback QB hits against the Sycamores. I'm double checking on that. One sack, no QB hits. There was only one sack allowed against Ohio State. So through two games, two sacks, yes, a hundred percent. You played one of the best defenses you're going to play. You played Indiana State, fair enough, but two sacks in two games, yes, you take that. You run to the bank with that. So this is what I'm most excited about because it allows there to be growth by the quarterbacks. It allows there to be ways for Indiana to win games. When the, when the offensive line is bad, we've seen how like meaningless it is to debate so much of the the ins and outs of the game because it really never mattered. If the if the offensive line was bad, everything was bad. The offensive line is good this year, and look how much IU is able to do. You can't run a, an option with a bad offensive line because you, there's nothing to read. There's four guys in your face. Whatever the decision you make is, it's going to be tackled. So that's the offensive line is even more important 
when you run want to run some of these uh, RPOs or these zone reads or whatever it may be, you have to have a good offensive line. And the Hoosiers appear to have that. And that's not even based just off Indiana State. That's based off two games in which the offensive line has looked good. Sign Bob Bostad to an extension right now. I'm willing to overreact on that. I You probably actually shouldn't. But, I mean, if they have, what, two more games like this? Yeah, then you do it 100%. You get him locked up and give him as much money as you want because this has drastically changed what the offense looks like. Now, the offense didn't look great against Ohio State right now. I'm willing to chalk a lot of that up to super conservative play calling. We're going to see how the rest of the season plays out, even the next couple of weeks. I think that the decision-making and how you called plays against Ohio State is going to age horribly because it seemed like IU was terrified of going out there, getting blown out, and having two young quarterbacks get their confidence hurt, which maybe was a fair... um, worry but the way it played out was awful and that wasn't good for anybody don't play scared and the Hoosiers didn't play scared on Friday to their credit the other thing that makes this running game so good is the variety in it Jalen Lucas is as fast as anybody in the country if he gets to the edge bye and we saw that his first two rushes both were kind of inside runs that he was able to bounce to the outside and get to the edge and buy two 25-yard touchdowns. He finished with 88 yards on 10 carries, but they have a, a guy that can complement him well in Josh Henderson, who 12 carries, 60 yards. Zoom and boom is the name we're running with for right now. I love the idea of Henderson's kind of power being complemented by Jalen Lucas's speed. And I thought they've done a a good job of mixing it up, maybe too good of a job in some senses. I don't know that I want Jalen Lucas running between the tackles a ton, but it hasn't been too much of an issue yet. I worry about him getting hurt, and that would very much change what the offense looks like. I would also say a note on Jalen Lucas, and we might talk on that a little bit more later this week. He was a lot more active in the passing game in this one, and that I want to see as well. That wasn't existent in the Ohio State game. He very much was part of the passing game on Friday, and they got a little bit more creative in how they used him, and that's going to be something they need to continue to do. You also need to mention Christian Turner in this. Three carries, 11 yards. Honestly, I was surprised at just 11 yards because it felt like he had a number of more runs than that. And they all felt super, I want to say important or good. I mean, it was just three carries. He was, it it was, he's a very good backup. And I think he's going to have a number of games where he's a lot more important than three carries, 11 yards. I think he's a very good player you can go to as well and not have much of a drop off between him and Josh Henderson. I don't know how much we'll see Henderson and Turner together. It's not impossible to use them, but uh, it seems like Henderson is more kind of a backup for Jalen. But regardless, he is a more than capable kind of, 
I don't even want to say third string running back because IU has so many sets with two running backs in the backfield. He's almost kind of a second string running back. So he's going to get a lot of carries and very capable of cliche carrying the load. It's also last thing Taven's ability to run is also going to take this ground game to another level. He's comfortable in the option. He knows the reads to make. He's getting better at reading defenses as he's going downfield as well. And all of that is going to make, I think, this run game good for Indiana this season. You have the blocking. You have the weapons. It's a an offense that's going to continue to develop and players that are going to continue to gain experience. But a lot of really encouraging signs that weren't there in week one in the game against Indiana state defense was incredible once again, as they should be, but we'll talk about what made them look so good on Friday and why I think this could be a really special group this season. Let's talk about today's sponsor. First though, FanDuel get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel America's number one sports book right now. New customers can bet $5 get and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. We also have your line for uh, Saturday's game against Louisville. The Hoosiers are 10.5 point underdogs. Admittedly, I was kind of surprised when I saw that. I don't think it's a bad bet to throw some money down on Indiana. Maybe that's just recency bias after a win, but... I don't think that's a bad bet. I think this could be a a close game regardless if the Hoosiers are going to win or not. But now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props to whatever it may be, all that and more. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Let's talk defense because as they should have been, they were dominant against Indiana state, but I don't think you can just simply overlook that this defense played like a defense at how a defense should against an inferior opponent. There was one drive Indiana state had in which they had most of their yardage. There was one 12 play 67 yard drive in that second quarter that um that was i used defense looked really bad they were getting pushed around they didn't really i don't know they just seemed to lose kind of some of the momentum i don't know if they're knocked on their heels a little bit that drive still ended with an interception in the end zone granted on one of the worst throws you're gonna see this year i i really don't know what the plan was on that throw but 67 yards on that one drive over the rest of the entire game. Indiana state had 26 yards, a truly, truly incredible defensive effort from the Hoosiers. There's a number of guys you can single out. And we talked about a lot of them on Friday, right after the game, the defensive line, Andre Carter, Linnell Carr were both incredible Uh, There was another stat on Andre Carter. I'll try to pull up here in a second. Uh, He has four tackles for loss this season. 
through two games. That's the most by an IU defender over the first two games of a season since Kyle Killian, who had five and a half in 2004. Again, one of those was against Ohio State. And so, truly, he looks incredible. Lanell Carr was someone Tom Allen talked about before the season, and he has lived up to the hype so far. The defensive line is able to create pressure without needing to blitz. Man, that's so nice to see because I thought I think Tom Allen, one of his strengths defensively when he's involved is how he draws up blitzes and where they come from. And it just being so unique that a lot of times they get home. But just by the simple fact of it being a blitz, you're leaving the rest of your defense compromised. And so if you don't get home and you don't get to the quarterback, it creates problems. And IU a lot of times was having to blitz just to get pressure on the quarterback because otherwise they were going to have all day sitting in the pocket. That's not the case anymore. That With this defense, that's not the case, which allows you to not be conservative but play normal on the backside of your defense as your defensive line is able to create pressure. That's a huge benefit to this team that they've sorely needed. And so Andre Carter, Linnell Carr, two very, very impactful guys early in the season. And Philip Bleedy had some big plays on the interior as well. Vincent Sneed, Marcus Burris Jr. A lot of guys are, are making plays on that defensive line. The secondary, though, I can't say enough good things. How many times... Did we sit here in the preseason and say, I don't know what to expect from the secondary. There were so many question marks. You couldn't even figure out who was going to get, who was going to start. And Tom Allen named four guys as like his top four, which granted they rotate through a lot of guys in the secondary. But last season, it was a lot of Tywin Mullen and Jalen Williams. This season, it seemed like it was going to be by committee. I cannot say enough good things about this Indiana secondary, man. They were remarkably impressive on Friday. 21 yards allowed with an interception was exactly what you should do against a team like Indiana State. So I I don't want, like, that's kind of twofold, that sentence. Indiana State's bad, but... I said this last week, Idaho was an FCS school last season who came in and really tested Indiana. And you came away from that game, not feeling great about where IU was. Idaho, that Idaho Idaho team made the playoffs in FCS. This Indiana state team is significantly worse, but think about how different the vibes feel. You play against Indiana state, you play like the superior opponent you are you don't play down to the level of the competition and you put forth a really impressive performance and you come away from that game with a lot better vibes and a lot more momentum so i do think there is something to simply blowing a team out like this because that's not something iu has always done so i i don't this, this specific program, IU football, I don't think you can take that for granted right now. That doesn't mean this team's going to be a 
they're not destined to be a, a good team. It just means this team feels like they're going to be better than last year. And on a very basic level, if you can continue to improve year over year, you'll feel better. But I, I think Tom Allen's leash is a little shorter than improve each year. But this team handled this game a lot better than last year's team did. And a lot of that was because the defense played at the level that they're capable of, whether it was a defensive line, whether it was a secondary Nick Toomer had the interception. Philip Dunham was all over the place with eight tackles. Uh, Lewis Moore had four tackles. There was a lot of guys who stepped up, made some plays and were impressive in that secondary. They did a good job of setting the edge, not letting Indiana state's backs get around the edge, forcing them back inside or just slowing them down, forcing them wide not letting them turn the corner on the edge. I thought that they did a really good job of that. So there were a lot of positives from Friday. And again, that wasn't the case this time last year when IU played in FCS school. So don't take that for granted. That being said, Saturday's a new test for this team against Louisville. Um, we'll see. There's still plenty to talk about this week, but... I'm intrigued by what what this game's going to tell us. Because if the Hoosiers come out and play well, I'm going to feel really good about what, what this season's going to look like. And we talked before the season doing our game-by-game prediction. This is one of the swing games. Whatever word you want to put on it, swing game, X-Factor game, game where you're going to determine or find out who this team is, whatever you want to call it, this is one of those games. And this is one of the first ones this season. So... It's going to be a new test, but right now you feel pretty good heading into that test. Doesn't mean you still can't bomb a test. I felt good about a lot of tests and went in and did awful in them. So uh, there's still a ways to go, but you feel pretty good right now. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. We'll do some final wrap-ups. If Tom Allen says anything wild, like actually naming a starting quarterback on Monday, we'll talk about that as well. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Uh, Subscribe to the podcast, wherever that may be. Leave that quick rating and review to help us out. Most importantly, though, guys, I hope everybody starts their week off well. Has a great Monday. As always, LEO. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.